could get awkward. Wait, those are wait. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) This could get. Oh, I did it wrong already. (laughs) No, it sounds stupid. Ready? (laughs) This could get awkward. I think that was perfect. Okay, so I just wanted to start off this podcast first with a mention about like, hey, it'd be great if you guys gave us a review or some stars, some likes on how whatever device you listen to our podcast on. If you keep coming back, thank you. Share the love that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I do want to get into a story about a very odd stranger interaction that I have been going through over the past couple of days so this happened probably about five days ago or so and it was on the weekend and I got a text message from a random number so the text message was obviously not for me okay so it says hey Michael thanks for your time connecting this afternoon I'll send you my CV and look forward to getting Jennifer's contact information I'll be in Toronto May long weekend will you be there too or in Kitchener Waterloo and then they pretty well immediately after that texted me back sorry I just realized I accidentally typed in the wrong number apologies for the inconvenience so I got that while I was out at Beer Fest, mm-hmm. and I remember I opened it, looked at it, and probably was like, okay, definitely don't respond to this. It's not for mm-hmm. you. And then the next morning, I decided to just message the person back and say, hey, no worries, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And then they kept engaging in conversation with me. <laughs> oh. So yeah, the conversation went from me just saying, oh, don't worry about it. They say, oh, I, I blame it on a long week. You know, I had fat fingers, just like a quick little joke. And then said nothing, uh, a drink can't solve or something like that. And so then I said, oh, to be honest, I didn't respond last night because I was out at a beer fest and had already had quite a few drinks. And, you know, was I try not to send text messages after I've had too many drinks, especially mm-hmm. to uh, random Randos. numbers. <laughs> and so then this person just totally starts getting extremely flirty in my eyes <laughs> and Literally, the next message is, oh, my gosh, where was my invite? Laugh out loud, winky face. <laughs> and it just, it literally just continued from there and, con- like, sending me quite a few messages. And I'm not really responding with much, very little context. I don't know if you know what I mean when I say that. But they sent, for every three messages this person sent, I sent back, yeah, haha, or a very minimal message. And then they asked me what I do for a living because I seem so outgoing and it's very refreshing to talk to somebody like this. It's so bizarre. Okay. And I'm like, this is getting too weird and strange. And I know people communicate with strangers all the time, for example, on apps like Tinder. But I'm just getting very weirded out at this point. And I got this message today because I haven't um, really responded to them in a day or two. (laughs) Okay. They said, "Uh, sorry, I should have asked, are you okay to keep in touch? Oh my God. Weird, right? But also not totally out of line because you have been engaging with them. I know. And so I want to just... You're participating. (laughs) So yeah, it's weird, but it's also not that weird because you're encouraging it by participating in it 
Mostly just answering questions and not asking any questions myself. Isn't that? But a you're dead- still you're still responding and engaging with them, and therefore they're going to continue to text you. I'm just you're leaving that door open. Stop texting them or say, you know what? It's kind of strange. I don't know you. Just you don't know them any explanation. You don't know them anything at all. Just don't ever reply. <laughs> It was just a very weird experience because I've had people, random numbers, text me before and they've never engaged and started asking all these questions and 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 things like that. It was just very weird. Do you remember that time I got a text message from some random number that was like, I got the tickets and kind of some vague details about this event and if we can send them the money uh, for the tickets. So we like looked up the event and it was somewhere random in the States and it was some clearly geared towards older people, elderly people, um, but it looked like a really cute event. So I automatically knew it was like a super old person who was texting me. I was so excited (laughs) for a random text opportunity and I texted back something like, it depends what the menu is or what's on the menu that night or something like that. And then I felt bad right away, and I was like, "I'm so, I'm sorry, you actually have the wrong number. So sorry." <laughs> yeah, have a great night at your yeah. event. It sounds. And wonderful. then she was like, "Oh, ha ha ha! You have a great sense of humor. Thank you for letting me know, or something like that." Yeah, that's a normal that interaction funny. with a random number. <laughs> this person sounds like they want to meet me or be friends, or they're flirting with me, and they don't even know who I am. It's weird. But you've been going along with it, so they're Not like, "I really, got a shot." Though, I answered a few questions. That's enough for some people. Yeah, I guess. I'm just going to ghost that person immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it was really I would recommend it. Weird. <laughs> My boss got a text message the other day and she just burst out laughing and it said something along the lines of, and it was all in very broken English, just moved into the neighborhood looking for a sex friend. What? Um, on, a, on the block. <laughs> Um, text me back if you're interested. And we were like dying laughing because it's hilarious. And then two days later, Spencer got the exact same text message. That's so weird. So it's just some like All random scam, scam, I guess, thing? of some yeah. kind. Yeah, it was it's a hilarious. very bizarre scam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm new to the neighborhood. Want to be my sex friend? Yeah, that's that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the outcome for that scam? I wonder if maybe... Like, if you're like, yeah, I would, and then they're like, okay, send me nudes, and then you do, and then they're like, no, give me all your money, or I'm going to put your nudes places, or something like that. Like, I just, I wonder what the, how that scam worked. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, yeah. that was my <laughs> awkward text interaction. So what are you going to do? Just not respond. I'm going to just delete it. That's a good idea. It's strange. <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. Do you, did either of you discuss age or gender or anything? No no idea how old this person but is. you know his name is my you know he's a man right because he said his name was michael or something like that no that oh, no was, he thought you were michael he thought he was texting michael so well, i say he because i don't know why i'm assuming it's a man there was nothing in the text that led me to believe it was a man but i think it's a guy <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea why but yeah that's funny it's reminding me of when i did the reddit gift exchange and i was so sure the person who had me was a woman and mm-hmm. it was not yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's two parts to it. Part of me w- is thinking, wow, wouldn't this be such a cool story out of a movie where if you do like a random number and you ended up meeting this person and they turn into a great friend or something like that, which is so mm-hmm. far-fetched. 
But part of me, I think there was a little sliver of me that was thinking, how cool would that story be? And maybe that's why I answered a few questions. And then the further along it went, I was like, this is really weird. And I don't, this Mm -hmm. is weird. (laughs) So yeah. And you are a friendly, social, outgoing person. So this person's right about that. Yeah. Well, they figured that out within two text messages. Like what? (laughs) Just follow, follow your instincts, I guess. Yeah, no, I it's it's gotten to the point where it's too strange for me. So I'm just gonna <laughs> nip that in bud. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you had something you wanted to talk about this this week. Well, um, I just thought it would be interesting if we shared our experiences of if we reach back into our memories and pull up our first driving driver's tests experiences. Okay, I think it's interesting that you say our first because have you had more than one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not fail? No, I okay. did not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. Do you want to go first? Sure. I just remember being really nervous and I was wearing this vintage pleather <laughs> jacket <laughs> that I had bought at um, a consignment store. And it's relevant because... I just remember feeling very uncomfortable and really, really nervous and wanting to do a good job. And it was very quiet in the car because neither of us was really talking. So all I could hear was like the squeaks of my jacket as I moved my arms. (laughs) Awkward. Yeah. So yeah, it just made me, it made it, it made it that much more awkward. But yeah, I for sure failed my first one. Okay. Was, what did you do wrong? A lot? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I can't really remember exactly. I didn't think about this that much before I decided we should talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I know I failed. Um, And I do remember it being an automatic fail and even having to pull over and switch places and I wasn't allowed to drive back to the... Oh, wow. Is that what happens um, if you do something like that? That's what happened to me. And then I was really, really sad that I failed and... I thought my parents were going to be pissed at me, but they weren't. They're like, okay, we'll try again. Like, they're not going to pass you until it's safe. And yeah, they're whatever. probably do it happy. as many times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, do I know that you grew up in a different province than me? So, I think the rules are a little bit different. But when you took your license, your driver's license, and everything like that, at what age do you write your test? Yeah. And what age do you get your beginners and, and all of that? How does it work? Um, I don't know exactly what the rules are, but I got started when I was 16, I think. Okay, yeah, that's the same. I'm pretty sure I could have started earlier, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so I know for us in Ontario, you can write your test, which is just a written test that you study for with a book, all the rules of the roads, and you can do that the day you turn 16. So oh. the day I turned 16, I went and I wrote my test and I passed. So you have your beginner's license, which means you have to drive with um, an adult who I believe has their G license. Mm-hmm. And so they have at least four years of driving experience, I think it is technically, or around that, two, okay. maybe three. But um, you can drive with that person only. And after a year, you can take your second test which is your first driving test and Mm. you can 
make that go quicker if you take driver's ed. So if you take the driver's ed course, which is written and driving, you can do it in eight months. And then, yeah, that's exactly what I did. And I got my license and could drive by myself after eight months. And then I believe, so I guess I technically lied. There is a second driving test that I've done before as well. And that's to get your G license. And you take that a year after you get your G2. Okay. I think that's how it all goes. I don't know what the rules were. And I think that we did everything kind of carefully and maybe more than we needed to on account of my vision and just how that was a barrier that we had to consider as well. Right. But I definitely failed the first time. Then when I passed, I was super excited, obviously. And the next day... My mom said, do you want to go to the grocery store for me? You can take my car and go to the grocery store because it was two seconds from our house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for sure, it's going to be great. Don't worry about anything. And then backing out of the driveway, the first thing I do, I didn't, I literally haven't even left our property. <laughs> and I back into the ramp <laughs> that is down from like a giant truck. Oh my God. <laughs> and it made the loudest sound. And my mom came like running out and she's like, everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that was. Bye. <laughs> so did you wreck the car at all? No, actually, everything was totally fine. So I must have just like, <laughs> it must have been loud because it was metal scraping on the pavement, I think. But I don't think it actually scraped the car. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe, I, I really don't know. Maybe it was a fucking miracle. <laughs> but, but the car was fine. Lucky. Yeah. Um, I can remember the exact day that I passed my driver's ed test because it was Valentine's Day. Aww. And it was also a snow day from school. So I went and got my driver's test in a fucking snowstorm. Whoa. <laughs> it was – I'm so shocked and surprised that I was even still able to go out and do my driver's test then and because I grew up in the country the place that we had to go was I think a 30 to 40 minute drive away in a very small town and this town was known to have an easy test to pass okay um people from far out of town would come here specifically to test and I think the reason that it was easier was because there wasn't an actual highway for you to merge onto, which is a portion of the test that you had to do. So it wasn't a, a large four-lane highway. It was just a regular two-lane highway that you slowly merged it onto. It was just a normal road to you country bumpkins, probably. Yeah, I mean, you still had to do the merge, but it wasn't a major highway. So I think that is why a lot of people chose to go there. But I do know that there was um, a tricky one-way street. I mean, you learn all these tips and these tricks from everyone else who's done the test before you, and mm-hmm. you hear about everything, and you can go to the town and do the practice driving. And I was terrified and very nervous while doing my test and I am actually shocked that I did pass it because I can remember two major things that happened when I did my testing and I don't know how many ticks or marks off that you can get um, in order to still pass probably only a couple but we were driving and because it was a snowstorm the roads were covered in snow and you know when you come up to a stoplight and there's a possibly a left-hand turning lane. Mm-hmm. So the driving 
instructor had told me to go straight through the lights. And so we come up to the lights and it's a red light and I've stopped. And he said, I told you to go straight through. And I said, that's what I'm doing. I don't have my blinker on. And he, he goes to me, he's like, you're in the turning lane. And I said, what? Because there's snow all over the road. I can't see, but there are overhead uh, signs that indicate what lane you're in. So I guess I didn't realize because I didn't check those signs well enough to know exactly where I was on the road. So I think that was definitely a tick, I would think. (laughs) And the other thing that happened, again, because it was so snowy, I took a corner a little too quickly and my ass end swung out because it was slipping on the snow. Oh no, that's scary. I was, I actually, after that happened, I thought to myself, for sure, I am not getting my license today. And I was just terrified. And then we get back to the the building and he tells me I've passed and I was so flippin' excited. <laughs> yeah, so it's such a good feeling. And then I remember the second test that you have to take in order to get your full license. Yeah. Uh, I took it right before I went to college. And the person I did it with was so chill. And I just talked to them about going to college and all the excitement the whole time. And it was just like driving with a friend. And they made it so easy and relaxed and comfortable. And I was not nervous at all. So that's awesome. Yeah. I failed that one. And then I just never tried again. (laughs) Wait, so you don't have a full license? Because in Ontario, if you don't get it, I think after four years you can lose it oh uh, well i get mine renewed every year because of my vision oh so you have to go and take a driving test every year no then what do you get renewed what do you do nothing they just i just have to <laughs> what that doesn't even make any sense so my license expires on my birthday every year so before that happens i have to go see my eye doctor and she has to write a letter and fill out this form that says her vision is the same. Uh, I don't recommend any changes. Everything, nothing has changed. So give her her, you can give her her license again. And then they just give me my license again. Oh, as long as your eye doctor says your vision is the same. So once it, if yeah. or it as does ever change, then you'll have to take another driving test probably. Yeah. And that happened once before where for whatever reason, my vision was extra shitty that day and they couldn't give me my license and so I had to try again and honestly my vision can fluctuate well when you're tired period probably, sometimes right? or, yeah when you're tired when you have your period different different things or whatever so I just I try to go in between like right in between periods so I don't know I just huh. try to pick I try to make sure I'm very well rested and I've had a lot of water I've eaten well um I'm now nowhere near my period and I just try to check all of the boxes to get the best the best result I can mm-hmm. do you think eventually one day you're just not going to be able to drive and I mean everyone probably eventually gets to that point when they're very elderly and it's safe to take them like I mean they should be taken off the road but do you think that day might come sooner for you I don't think so that's good because it's pretty steady yeah. On average. And I mean, already you have restrictions on driving at night, correct? Yeah. But you live in a city that is walkable and bikeable. and Yeah, and that's by design. We're going to always have to kind of keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Be in urban areas. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Cool. How many times did you fail your driver's test? <laughs> I think there's some people who have failed it quite a few times, probably. Mm-hmm. Who have struggled. But you only failed it once, correct? Yes. Okay, that's good. That's not bad. Yeah. You had a vision impairment. That's definitely a good excuse. And squeaky, squeaky pleather arms. 
<laughs> yeah, share with us uh, your driver's experience and um, if you got your license right away. Yeah, so you can connect with us on Twitter at TCGA Podcast. You can email us, this could get awkward, podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, this could get awkward. Safe driving. <laughs>